Welcome to Subjectively Correct Sports with David Henderson and Anthony Montague. Hey David, do you want to make a quick uh, like $124,000? Yes. All you have to do is find a $6 million golden toilet whose name is America. Does it have to be a toilet named America? Could I get a different golden toilet that's not named America? Like, can I grab a golden toilet that's named, like, France and take it over to them and, like, hey, here's your toilet? Would they know the difference? I mean, maybe if you had an exact replica, you could get away with it. Um, but it has to be worth $6 million. I mean, it has to be actual gold. Okay, well, I don't have any gold toilets lying around. Do you? Also, this seems like the worst business plan of all time. Find an asset worth $6 million and give it to someone for $124,000. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Also, thank you for using the word asset while talking about a toilet. <laughs> so the, uh, you know, the British folks who own that golden toilet, Duke of Marlborough. I just <laughs> forgot. <laughs> so the guy that owns a toilet is named Duke? No, he's, he's like the Duke. All right. Or related to... I don't know, it was like a co-duke. So a duke owns a golden toilet in America. Yeah. Don't know why I didn't realize this before. Uh-huh. And sometimes what do you call poop, Anthony? Oh. Dookie. Dookie. Yeah. Yeah. You should call him the Dookie Duke. So a reward of 100,000 pounds, right? Which is like a very... Very mild weekend at the State Fair of Texas, eating fried foods. Yes, it is. My goodness. Um, Can we talk about that for a second, by the way? Sure. So at my school, they give away fair tickets to students and teachers. Yeah. Super cool. Oh, cool. We all get to go to the fair. So No, you get to drive to the fair, pay to park at the fair, or walk an incredible distance to the fair. And then pay for every little thing that you do at the fair. Every ride ticket, every meal, everything. So no, you're not getting a ticket to the fair. It's not like a ticket to Disneyland where you can ride all the rides. No, that's not yeah. what you get. You yeah, get If you want a bag of Fritos with some Hormel chili poured on top of it, it's going to cost you six bucks. Yep. Like minimum. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's after you p- drove to get there and after you paid the parking. We're on to you, State Fair of Texas. I mean, I miss, I miss Mesquite days. We just rolled up, gave someone a quarter, and rode a ride for three hours. Bring back mesquite days. No, don't. I, never mind. I don't love the whole like small town, like small town carnival feel. This feels dirty and gross. Did I ever tell you about my interactions with the carney and the Clark County Fair? No. In Moapa? Do tell. Oh, in Moapa? Yes. Ooh, this is gonna be good. So Moapa, small town, in between Las Vegas, Nevada, and Mesquite, Nevada, where David and I grew up, um, and. They would do the Clark County Fair there. I think they did it there most years. I don't know. And uh, so anyways, I'm there, you know, walking around, figuring out which attractions and games I'm going to spend my money on. Did you get confused by all the bearded ladies walking around? No. Um, And one of the the carnies was like, hey, come play the ring toss game. So I walked over, and I started talking to him, and I, and I asked, you know, I was asking him, like, what's it like to be a carny? And, um, because I'm a very sociable person, David. And, totally. And, uh, and so he tells me about, like, his life, like, being on the road, and he's like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. You get to go to all these places, and you get, 
all this good food. And I didn't know if he was talking about like fair food or other food. Um, doesn't strike me that carnies would be going out like hitting up the fancy restaurants in different locations they visit. So I assume he's talking about fried Twinkies all the time. Either way, he uh, he's saying how he, he loves his life, loves being a carny. He says I should check it out. I should think about becoming one. He tried to recruit you. <laughs> I was being recruited, David. <laughs> uh, and but then he gets to a point where he gets very serious. His face—I mean, like total mood change. He said, "But there's one thing I absolutely hate about being a carny." So what's that? He lifts up his shirt to reveal hundreds of scars. What? He says, all of these dang brown recluses. <laughs> Apparently there's some massive brown recluse infestation in the carny tents or wherever they stay. So That story took a turn. Yeah. I was not expecting brown recluse infestation. Yeah. Hundreds of scars. That got me. Oh, you think there was a mood change in that conversation? There was a mood change on this podcast. So, um, needless to say, I did not submit my application to become a carny that day. Um, I thought it over the weekend and submitted on Monday. Sure. Uh, was rejected. Of course. You weren't carny enough? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm plenty carny, David. I don't I'm too, I was too carny. They didn't, you know, there's, there's only so much spotlight, and I think people were afraid... You know, if we get fired, this guy, like, where's my long-term career path within the Carnosphere? All right, let's go. We're here. Let's go all in. What would you have done at the carnival? Carney Anthony would have done what? I mean, I'm naturally drawn to the games that you can't win. Um, I, I, I often like to play those and convince myself that I can win them. So I would love to learn the secrets of all those games. The, like, the... the the one inch margin of error you have on on you know like that that game where you toss the ball onto a backboard and it has to f- fall down into a bucket would love to win that game um but if i'm being honest i'm probably going to do like um uh, control the one of the rides and turn it into like overdrive right so just like 10% faster than it's meant to go Right, just so, just because I'm a people pleaser, David, at heart. So you, I want to give those kids a little extra oomph. So you want to give the children an extra thrill by endangering their lives yes. by doing things that are beyond what the ride should normally do. I mean, I, you know, it's always the they're for liability reasons. They're always going to have like the maximum output, you know, twenty percent less than it really is. Right. Sure. So I'm going to be within the margin of error or the 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 gray area. Okay, mm. never going to take it to the red. Live in the gray area. You got to live in that gray area. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What are your options as a carny? You you either you run the rides or you run the games. You sell the food. You could sell the food, but I mean, anyone can sell the food. I, I think I'd be a good mascot. Just walk around and like... Are there mascots? I don't know. I, I haven't been to a fair in a long time. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> fair point. Okay. Well, anyways... What were we talking about before? Golden toilets, right? Golden toilets. I'm not exactly sure how we got to fairs. Oh, yes. 100,000 pounds. You know, that might might get you to play every game at the State Fair of Texas. Maybe. So, you can... can, uh, It's not win. What is it? Earn. Earn. Be rewarded with 100,000 pounds. If you happen to find this toilet, it's still... uh, 
that's still on the loose. Uh, so the the artist who produced the, who who made this toilet, his name is uh, oh what was his name Catalan something Maurizio Catalan something like that. I think he's probably Italian. He um, he had a good quote. He uh, he said that. Sorry, I'm scrolling fine. He said, uh, when, I, when this morning I was informed about the robbery, I thought it was a prank and it took me a while after a few checks to come to the conclusion that it was true and it wasn't a surreal movie where instead of the jewels of the crown, <laughs> you have to imagine that in an Italian accent, right? Instead of the jewels of the crown. Okay. I can't do it. I just okay. can't. I can't okay. do it. All right. Your accent was too good. Thank I, you. I can't you imagine it because I heard it. Thank you. In real life. The thieves went away with a... And then it has B star 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 toilet. B star star star. How many stars? I think. I see. I don't know how bad this word is in England. It's bloody, right? That's like, that's oh, what they're trying to say. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I don't know if that's like. I don't know where that ranks in the hierarchy of bad words. Is it like F word? I hope not. Is it like the D to word? any of our British listeners? I'm sorry if that offended you. Let me apologize now. I apologize. Did I apologize twice or three times there? I don't know, but I think you apologized three times too many. I always liked heist movies, and finally, I'm in one of them, said the artist. <laughs> and then in a, in a direct plea to the thieves, he said, Dear thieves, please, if you are reading this, let me know how much you like the piece and how it feels to pee on gold. Huh? <laughs> I mean, he's an artist, David. What do you expect from him? Uh... uh, uh, uh... I expect he would want his gold back. Yeah. Well, he doesn't own it anymore, right? It's now this So he sold Duke. the piece. Yeah, he sold Okay, okay. So he's he fine. Are, yeah, no, he, he he's got nothing to lose here. He doesn't care who pees in it now. In fact, if nothing else, this has brought prominence to him, right? That's true. Like, I didn't know about America before this story. Mm-hmm. Neither did Did you know I. about America? I didn't know about America. I had no idea what America was until he told me about America. Yeah. And all of its glory. Now, everyone in the world who listens to our podcast... All 40 of you. Uh, you all know what America is. That's a conservative because estimate, of way. some. Oh, they also said uh, at least one of the cars used as a getaway vehicle was a Golf, a Volkswagen Golf. Yeah. So very, very, very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's the update for the story. I don't have more to share about America right now. Cool. Well, neither do I. What do you think the uh, the employment rate on that toilet is? Employment. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you mean. I don't know. I was trying to make a joke about America and oh. comparing it to the actual country. Wow. But that joke stunk. I was going to do something like that. Okay. All right, David. Do you need me to stop, pause it so you can do an intro thing? No, no. I'll just, I'll just fit it in. You I'm just, just, really you just good do it. it. Okay. Yeah. I might not even do one. I might just leave that awkward pause in there. <laughs> okay. Let's work for me. All right. You know what I've realized? What? Just as many people listen when I don't try hard on the editing. Oh. Like when I try really hard on the editing and I make it really fancy and I add music in the breaks and stuff like that, the same number of people listen as when I don't do any of that crap. So I'm just not going to do that crap. Well. Tell you what, if you want to pay to have like an advertisement or a specific song come onto the podcast, hit me up. I texted a teacher money recently. This is totally off topic, but here we go. So you know how you can you can text uh, an iPhone user money and it just transfers it right into yeah. your Apple wallet? We use it all the time to pay each other back for if we, we buy something for someone else to, or to split a meal for the families or whatever. We do it all the time and it's super convenient and super easy, right? Yes. I can tell you in this conversation, by the way, you pick something up to play with. <laughs> yes. Okay. Very cool. Sharing money, yes. But I, I uh, we were supposed to give 
our uh, department head uh, a certain number of monies in order to purchase okay. a shirt. It has my name on it. It's pretty dope. All right. It says Henderson on the back, and uh, which is my name. And uh, I'm used to that, though, because I played sports. I'm used to like people knowing my name and having mm-hmm. it be on my shirt and stuff. No big deal. But anyway, okay. uh, I, I didn't have a Venmo, so I just texted her the money, right? And I told her that, and she was like, you can't text money. And the other teacher's like <laughs> making fun of me in this meeting because, like, oh, you texted me the money. And I thought I was being goofy. And I was like, no, it's, it's called Apple Pay, and I actually texted you some huh? money. And they're teasing me and stuff like that. And I was like, How whatever. I did not know about Apple Pay? I don't know. It was pretty frustrating. Like, uh, you, don't know, you don't know Venmo, but you're trying to text money? <laughs> it's like, well, I'll tell you what. Joke's on you, people, because Venmo's an old thing, and Apple Money's a newer thing. So shut up. Cool. What did that have to do with? Nothing. Okay. Awesome. I it just I thought of it and I said it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm in a great place right now. I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep very shortly before doing this. So what happened? Mm-hmm. So I drove here straight from work. How was the commute? It was not bad. Okay. It wasn't like enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't bad. I got here pretty quickly, right? Uh, I mean, you live far away, but what are we gonna do? Uh, so I I come home. Your, your wonderful wife welcomes me. She's very friendly and kind. It's all quiet. And I was like, oh, this sounds like nap time. And so what did I do? I grabbed a pillow and a blanket, and I fell asleep on your couch. It was nice. <laughs> then you came home and ruined it. And I was like, oh, guess I have to do our podcast now. And so I just kind of feel like napping again. So, so you're not into it. I, okay, no. I don't. Okay, I care. I really do care, I'm tr- and I do. There are some things I'm actually excited to talk about. Okay. But I think I'm just thrown off a little bit. Like, my internal clock is like, Dave, what are you doing? We were just asleep. Yeah. Now you're trying to be energetic and talk. And now I'm just not really feeling it all that much. I feel like I'm drowning in my own words right now, and you're just letting it happen because you're doing this thing where you're like, David's out on a limb, mm-hmm. David's just like hanging by himself, and he's drowning. And you could throw me a life preserver, but instead you're just watching me to see how long I can float. David, it's 2019. You no longer throw life preservers. You uh, you pull out your phone and video the catastrophe and see what happens. You may have the next viral viral video on your hands. We definitely don't have the next viral podcast. No. <laughs> so you good? We're, we're good. You're good, right? I think so. Well, let's talk about something that I'm excited about. Maybe, that'll, right. maybe that'll get me let's get perked you, up a little let's bit. Let's get right? you animated. Yeah. So... Tell me, what, what do you want to talk about? Something that oh, I'd be interested in. Something that you're interested in? Yeah. Well, okay, so I read this week. Uh, we didn't uh, announce it on the podcast because, you know, it's not our job to announce everything. But, uh, so Spider-Man's back in the MCU, right? At least that's for a little exciting. bit. That's exciting. Good old and Tom Holland saving the day. Yeah, He's like okay, the real so that's Spider-Man. what I wanted to talk about. Like, it, yeah. was, it was actually Tom Holland who called both the Sony and Disney executives of... Uh, and like pleaded with them to get a deal, right? Get a deal done. Wonder how that works. Um, hello, uh, this is Tom Holland, the real Sp- uh, Spider Man. I'd, I'd like to keep making the movies, please. <laughs> how does that go? <laughs> I think he's just like so adorable. They're like, okay, <laughs> okay, Tom. <laughs> because you asked so nicely and your cute little accent. Yeah. Um, no, but that's exciting. I think. Well, what's the deal? He gets at least two more movies in the MCU. Please says. <laughs> have some more. <laughs> Tom Copperfield. Uh, 
So that was exciting. You saw that. Yeah, that was dope. I'm, I'm, that's good. That's good news. Uh, I know they're distributing. They're, they're like sharing the the funds a little bit better, right? So like Sony gave up some money. Yeah. In the deal, which makes sense because, I mean, having Spider Man be in the Avengers, is just making them all sorts of money. So if they have to like take a little bit of a, a cut back from the hundred percent they were making before. Super worth it. For Sony. For so. Yeah, I mean Disney makes out pretty well here too because they're I mean as far as I know they didn't lose anything on this compromise and all they they just gained 25% of the right. of the Sony movie right and so basically Sony is paying them to write and produce for a character that they own yeah that tells you so much about what Disney is doing and how it's years ahead of everyone else years well years well you think about like all of the current franchises like movie franchises and the big movie franchises how many of them are not disney like jurassic the jurassic world one like that like in terms of like big doll stuff that's making a huge amount of money oh you mean like a large movie with a big budget i wish there was a name for that (laughs) what's a name for a big movie that has a big budget that brings in a lot of money i feel like there should be a name for that yeah but no, well, oh, blockbuster. Yeah, but but franchise, right? Not just not one-offs, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, like, you have the the current Jurassic series, right, with Chris Pratt. I think they're going to make two or three more of those. Oh, what else is there to say? <laughs> more dinosaurs. Dinosaurs got to come to the mainland. They got to mess things up in the mainland and in Maine. Oh, you're saying like mainland the and, ma- Maine. and Maine, like the place? Yeah, like yeah, that Bangor. Was, was well done. Uh. You know, I don't know. What if name another what, town? In what if Jurassic Park mm-hmm. is history? Like we we come we 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 learn that it's actually set forty thousand BC, and that there was a whole civilization of like humans with advanced technology, and then the dinosaurs kill everyone. All sign of human society fades away. Meteor kills dinosaurs. Humans come back. The dinosaurs extract human DNA <laughs> from a mosquito trapped in ice during the Ice Age, which kills off most of the dinosaurs. And 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 then there's more movies in the and then that's how you get to the next. One. And it's just a it's a it's a never ending cycle. It's a flat circle. You know, I would rather watch that than the stuff they're making. <laughs> I just came up with that movie now, David. We should get paid you... to do that. I mean, come on. I mean, we should. How hard? Could, I mean, there's got to be some guy sitting around talking to Bob Iger or whoever's in charge of. I don't know. I think that's an ESPN guy. Uh, who's the guy? That, Iger. The, no, I think he's Disney. Iger's yeah, Iger. So just guys hobnobbing with Iger and just like, hey, what if what if the Avengers went to outer space? And they're like, okay. Well, any other ideas? Yeah. They, they, they could come back from outer space and save the day. <laughs> okay, let's make a movie about that. And then some genius writer comes together and gets some, and then some producer gets credit for coming up with an idea. Um, need to get in that game. So all I can think about is Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's what you can think about right now? <laughs> which, no, no, no. I'm saying outside of Disney, which shows oh. that like Disney has like all of the big franchises right now, right? Indiana Jones? Okay, but uh, no, they're Lucas. James Bond? Right? Uh, Okay, maybe James Bond. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mission Impossible? Yeah. I mean, how much money are those making, though? 
Are I, they making like billion dollars? Like, I'm talking about like the billion dollar movies. Okay, the Mission Impossible movies are making Scientology money. Okay, <laughs> that's the money that the Mission Impossible movies are making. Hey, David, I do not want to alienate our Scientology crowd. Uh, okay, so I'm just gonna say it's a bizarre situation. I'm not gonna get into it right now. I'm still reading about it. Okay, I'm reading about the situation. I don't have an opinion at this time. I'm so proud of what you just did. Like, that was great. Like, I'm just going to leave it hidden for the audience. Okay. It was, it was so good. I don't want to spoil it by telling, like, I don't want to peel back the curtain and expose the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, right? Because that was good stuff that you just did right there. Hey, baseball playoffs are here, David. Oh, yeah. Yadier Molina threw his bat. He threw it. <laughs> did he Did he throw it to second? He did not bat toss. He bat through. Yadi Molina is one of those weird baseball players that's really, really great at defense, and he's known as being like a platinum glove catcher, right? Like yeah. he's one of the best best defensive catchers we've ever, ever seen in baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to see when a catcher is good at his, his, his job because he catches the ball every time, right? It's not like a center fielder that sees maybe two or three balls a game, right? But he yeah. gets the ball, he handles the ball every single play. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he's really good at what he does. But every once in a while in the playoffs... He'll, he'll hit a whole big home run. He'll get a yeah. big hit for his team. And he's just special that way. He like gets the reputation of being clutch, but also he's really like, good at defense or whatever. But he hit a game-winning hit, okay? And he didn't like toss it back off to the side like, like Joey Bats, like, like Jose Bautista did or something like that, like Tim Anderson did that got him in trouble. He literally like almost like Thor's hammer grabbed the thing and like, <laughs> threw it. And people are like, well, that's a bat toss. And we're going to love the crap out of that. But we're going to be really grumpy when Max Muncy throws his bat down really hard and stares down Madison Bumgarner. Like, what are we doing with that? What are we doing? I'm in favor of projectiles. So, just as a rule, I I like projectiles. So, I'm I'm totally a fan of of Molina and his... He's one... I don't know. Sometimes you think about this, but he's one person I think of, like, if I met him... In a dark alley, I would be scared to death. He has the perfect amount of like tattoos and rage that just like scare me. <laughs> I'd just be like, "Hey man, good gang." He'd be like, "Oh okay." <laughs> I'm sure he's like the nicest guy. Actually, I have no idea. He, he threw a, a hor- bat. He could be a horrible person for all I know. <laughs> the but- last time I heard of a, a baseball player throwing a bat was a guy throwing a bat at an umpire, and he got suspended for like I think it was 50 games. Did uh, did, did Harper try? No, he threw his helmet. What did he throw at, the, at a pitcher? Yeah, he threw his helmet at a pitcher and, helmet, missed. Yeah, and, and he missed. missed. Dude, you throw for your job. That's what you do. You throw. You can throw a baseball 250 feet in the air and make it land in like a, a three, three-foot circle. Yeah. But you can't throw a helmet at a guy that's <laughs> two yards away from you. Oh, so someone, uh, a video just recently resurfaced after Kirk Cousin like laid a stinker of a game. Yeah. Right? Which is like, pick a week, right? But he, he, <laughs> he laid an egg. And someone said, hey, this, I feel like this is a good time to retweet this. And it was him for his uh, his baby's gender reveal, you know. They had okay. him throwing a football at, like, a target that was, like, three yards away. And he almost hits the ground before he hits the target. Oh, no. Everyone's like, he couldn't complete a three-yard pass for his gender reveal. Like, oh, <laughs> man. Like, maybe the all the teams should have been worried when they saw that. And they were like, oh, no. What's he going to do when Indomitian Sue was running at him? It's amazing that there's only ten people in the world who can throw a football. For reals, where's everyone else? I mean, we thought Baker Mayfield could do it. Apparently, he can't. And when he does, his wide receivers just toss the ball to the 49ers, which is glorious. More like Baker Mayfield. So I'm a huge 49ers fan, and I loved Monday Night Football. Okay, so the kids finally go like they start going into their bedroom and stuff to go to sleep and stuff. I turn on the game, 
Wait, and are we going to football? Yeah. We're, we're, we're so, done with baseball? Yeah, just real quick. Okay. So we got here. I told you. I was, I, I'm finally excited about All right, something. Sorry, no, yeah, no, yeah. I got I'm All not. right, 49ers. Well, the kids go to bed. Oh, my gosh. What happened next? No, I'm out of it no, again. No, 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 no. You do not be so sensitive. Finish your story. No, go and talk baseball. No, just tell your story. All right, fine. So the 49ers, I turn on the game, right? Monday Night Football. Uh, 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 let's do this. I'm all excited. The first play I see after turning on the TV is Brita, the 49ers running back, yeah. taking it 80-plus yards for a touchdown, untouched. dun 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 Niners scored by a bunch of points. 31-3, man. Yeah. Oh, such a good game to watch. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is in a beautiful, wonderful position. Quarterback. Yes. Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers quarterback, is in the best position. The 49ers have a four-man front, including Joey, no, Nick Bosa. He's one of the Bosa brothers, right? One of the 40 Bosas that play football, it feels like. But he is uh, Joey, uh, Nick, Nick Bosa, and uh, that front uh, four for the 49ers was getting pressure on Baker Mayfield all game. And I don't know if it was because just the offensive line for the Browns is bad. And judging by what I know of the Browns, that's probably more likely than the 49ers being good. But the 49ers yeah. front four looked great. In fact, let's uh, let's get a little stat here. Nick Bosa is the only 49er player in the last 25 years with two sacks, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery in a single game. So he balled out. And then he, uh, one of my favorite parts of this whole thing was uh, Nick Bosa waving around a fake imaginary flag and planting it mm-hmm. because when he and uh, Baker Mayfield were playing uh, at Oklahoma and Ohio State, that's when Baker Mayfield planted the Ohio uh, Oklahoma flag in the middle of the O in the middle of the Ohio State football field. Yeah, right. right. And so after he gets a sack at the end of the quarter, should have been a sack, but they just called it a, an incomplete pass, whatever. He did like he he mimicked that and planted the flag, and everyone was like, "In your face, Baker Mayfield!" It was like it was cool. So anyway, the 49ers look good. Their running game and their defense looks great. And what's exciting for a 49ers fan like me, those things travel, right? Those things go on the road. Those things go into the playoffs. If you have a solid defense that gets pressure with four guys in a running game that is solid and can run for 250 yards a game, you're set. It doesn't matter if you have a Kirk Cousins or a Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. You're going to be successful. So I'm excited for the 49ers. Okay, very sorry. Done. I'm done now. Let's talk some baseball. Um, Max Muncy swing. Oh. <laughs> No, I will say I watched the 49ers game too. That was really good. Who have they beat this year? I, I'm just trying to I'm trying to decide. Are they good? They uh, well because they they I mean they played well definitely. Yes. So the jury's kind of out on the teams that they've beaten. Some teams they've beaten because the teams that they have beaten are kind of proving to not be as good. So let me just pull up the schedule real quick. Like it's like the Steelers, the Browns. Have they played the Cardinals? Who have they played? Wasn't the Cardinals? Give me a second. I'm, pr- I'm pulling up the Niners schedule yeah. right now. Um, what's interesting, too, is that Belichick is, like, undefeated in both leagues, right? Because he's got his boy Garoppolo at the, on the 49ers. So he's, he's in both conferences, <laughs> yeah. he's undefeated? Yeah. All right, so uh, they beat the Bucks 31-17. They beat the Bungles, 41-17. They beat the Steelers, 24-20. In, uh, no, that was at home. And then they beat the Browns, 31-3. Okay. They had a bye week. So... So far, it looks like they probably have not beaten a playoff team. No. Yet. No. But they have a good, some good tests coming up with Rams. You right. know, Raiders aren't bad. I mean, their their records what like three and two, um, but they've had some quality showings. 
Right. The, uh, the, when they play the, the Seahawks, that'll be telling. Right. I mean, and the games against the the Washington Redskins and the Panthers, they'll probably win those games. The Cardinals will probably win that game. Packers, that's a toss up. Yeah. I the the last oh the last like three of the last four weeks. No. Well, they starting 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 in uh, November. Actually, really starting. Yeah, all of November on is going to be tough, except for maybe the Cardinals. And the Falcons. Falcons. The Falcons do not look good. Yeah, they've got they've got a stretch where they go Seahawks, Cardinals, Packers, Ravens, Saints, Falcons, Rams. That could be tough. And then the Seahawks. And After then the that, Seahawks again. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, week to week. Yeah. But like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan have been working together for a couple of years now, and I expect them to just keep getting better. Like they were able to win that game handily without playing that well on the offensive side of the ball. They got a few big running plays, right? But really, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have to do much. So imagine if Jimmy Garoppolo starts playing well and Kyle Shanahan starts dialing up like the running, like good passing plays. I'm excited for this team. Garoppolo's dominating those Levi commercials. Is he? Have you seen the one where he's like playing football on a beat on the beach with a couple other guys? And wearing jeans? Uh, yeah. Who wears jeans to the beach? They're wearing jeans on the beach and they're like you know play wrestling while playing football. It's kind of. Um, there's a lot of fans of the commercial. Like, a lot of people who are very big fans of Garoppolo and how he looks in jeans. And so, you should... I if For some reason, it's always popping up in my Twitter timeline, that, like a promoted ad. Really? Apparently, I I, I'm in the market for jeans. Apparently. In the market for jeans. Yeah. Um, Alright, baseball. Back to baseball. The Twins have lost 13 straight postseason games to the Yankees. I mean... Is that... Po- that's not possible. Uh, ex- except for the fact that it happened, it's not possible. <laughs> like It's one of those things that if someone told you a Major League Baseball team lost 13 games in a row to another baseball team in the playoffs, you would say, no, maybe like in the 1920s or something yeah. like that. You, you, no. you might believe it if it's like in a season, right? Because those are the same teams playing each other. Gotcha. It's but- like one team's... By far, just a better team, and the other team's the Orioles, and yeah, okay, you can see how the Orioles would lose 13 straight to any given team. Yeah. But the Twins won over 100 games. They bro- they, they they had the most home runs in Major League Baseball this year. In the history of Major League Baseball for a season. Yeah, okay, you're yeah, right. And they couldn't do anything against the Yankees, and... For, I don't know how long this goes back. I don't know when their last win against the Yankees, like what year it was, but 13 straight playoff games they've lost against the Yankees. And I think they're like 0 for their last 16 in the playoffs altogether. Woof. Like, you know how we always talk about like worst sports markets or most depressed fans? Like, yes. When was the last time that the Minnesota market won anything? Was it the Twins like in the early 90s? Well, I have I, no idea. Was it Kirby Puckett? Puckett! I when when did the pocket. Twins last win? I'm looking that up right now, actually. 1991. Oh my goodness. So oh. is there is there any <laughs> have there been any professional sports? Maybe the Lynx, the Minnesota Lynx, have they won something? Minnesota Lynx. Uh, their, their hockey team have their hockey teams won anything? I don't know. So October 5th, 2004 is last time they won, right? Do you want to have a list of things? last time they won what? Won a playoff game. Oh, okay. Do you want a list of things that happened since then? <laughs> okay. George Bush was re-elected president of the United States. Since then, he completed his four-year term. Barack Obama served for eight years, and Donald Trump has been president for three. The first iPhone was almost three years away from being released. 
Shark Tale was the number one movie in the theaters when the Twins won a playoff game. Will Smith dominated the box office for so long. That movie could have been played on loop over 83,000 times between then and now. I love that someone put that together. Right? The Twins last won a playoff game almost a year before Hurricane Katrina. If you happened to be a college student when the Twins won the last playoff game, you could have accessed a brand new website, the Facebook, <laughs> which had launched in February of that year. North Korea had not yet tested nuclear weapons. Okay. Pluto was still a planet. <laughs> there were five Star Wars movies, three Harry Potter movies, two Fast and the Furious movies, two, and one Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh my goodness. So great. Twitter, didn't, Twitter hasn't launched yet. Britney Spears wouldn't shave her head until two and a half years after the Twins <laughs> won the last play, won the playoff game. Oh gosh, it's, this is great. Yeah, so it's been a while. One of the most popular games of the year was Halo 2. Wow. So the AL is looking like the Astros and Yankees are going to have an epic showdown in the ALCS. Well, you never know with the Rays. That's true. I feel like this is the, a gentleman's sweep series, but maybe... Here's the deal. It's that Grinky was pitching. Like, everyone made a big deal about the Astros acquiring Grinky at the trade deadline. And my text to you at the time was like, this is good for... Well, in my mind, it was good for the Dodgers, because the Dodgers always rake against Granky, and Granky's not, I mean, he's got a great career, but he's not on the Verlander-Cole level for the Astros. Like, there's no. a huge drop-off from Verlander and Cole to anyone else on that staff. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, they lost the Granky game, but if Verlander or Cole pitch next, I don't know who's pitching next, maybe they... Maybe they throw out someone else. Um, oh, what's the... Uh, who, who else is on that staff? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. If you get those guys twice in a series, which, assuming they get past the Rays, they'll have the, abil- 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 the ability to do that. Um, it's a really hard team to, to shut down. Yeah. So Plus, they, they'll go off for 15 runs in a game. Yeah. You just never know when Altuve is going to hit three home runs and whatever. So, so whether it's four games or five games, I think the, the Astros get past the Rays. You never know. It's baseball. Baseball's weird. But, yes, it is. Uh, speaking okay, of weird baseball. If you're, you're a twin, it's yeah. highly predictable. Then, yes. <laughs> and I had the Twins going up against the Dodgers in the World Series. And both could lose this round. Oh, the Dodgers. I'm really nervous for them. You know... I'm already starting to prepare myself mentally. Like, oh, it's been a really good run. Like, these, you know, two straight World Series. Like, that's extremely hard to do. I'm really proud of that. But I I don't want it to be over. I want the, the streak to keep going. And I actually want them to win the series. Uh, Nationals, though, man, they got some really good, really, really good starting pitching. And they've shut down the Dodgers with starting pitching. Almost all the Dodgers runs have come late in the game or like a fluke home run or not enough fluke but you know a random home run right uh and so the dodgers offense has just been stagnant until they get to the bullpen even but even last night they didn't do anything against the bullpen so i mean and they got strasburg strasburg going in game five strasburg was lights out man he was dominant the last time they 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 faced each other he'll hurt something we'll see he'll sprain a toe bueller last rate of rib i don't know bueller could give up you know, five runs in the second inning, or he could throw a no-hitter. I mean, he's got all the stuff it takes to to be an elite pitcher, and he's done great, and there's a reason the Dodgers had him open the series. Um, Something I find really interesting about the Nationals yeah. is the fact that they didn't pay Bryce Harper the $300 million that he demanded yeah. on the open market, and now they're having success in the playoffs. 
it's like, well, maybe you don't need the young superstar like Mike Trout or Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, the three highest paid players, to be a successful baseball team. Because those teams, nowhere to be found in the playoffs. The Angels, yeah. the Padres, and the Phillies, who are you know, giving out these huge contracts, nowhere to be found. So I think it says a lot about baseball and what, uh, what direction it needs to go. Dodgers, homegrown talent on good contracts. Astros, homegrown talent on good contracts. The Yankees, homegrown talent on good contracts. That's just the way that these organizations uh, are, are doing it now. Mm-hmm. It makes it hard because the Miami Marlins are trying to follow that same model. They just suck. Well, doing that, at, but when they do it, yeah, when when a player gets to be good enough to actually contribute to the team, they trade him away. Yes, when it's time to pay the guy. Yeah. And what's interesting about these teams is the guys that they do have on the team, like Bellinger. He is so underpaid. Yeah. For these Dodgers, right? I mean, I'm nervous for you when his contract comes up. Are they going to be willing to put up? Because they have a lot of young players in the pipeline coming through, right? Yeah. So I think this is a lot about the state of baseball, about you don't need the superstar batter. Pitcher, maybe, because you see what they can do in the playoffs. Look at look at the Astros with Verlander and Coles. But you don't need the superstar bat to be successful in the playoffs. It's true. Baseball's so weird. You, It's the only sport where you get you can get better by <laughs> releasing your best player and one of the best players in the league. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird. I feel like, yeah. Basketball, you cannot do that. No. You don't get better by losing You have somebody. to go star hunting in basketball. Yes. Football, maybe you can get away with a little bit. I mean, look at the Patriots, right? They get rid of stars all the time. They, they let guys go. Instead of overpaying like the veteran guys, they just get rid of guys. Right? Ask yeah. Tom Brady's best friend, Julian Edelman. Oh, is, is it the other one? I forget. One of their skinny white slot re- wide receivers. Was Welker? Welker. Was it Welker that they got rid of? A while ago. Like, how long ago? Yeah, I don't know. Like, last year or something like that. Oh, anyway. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in baseball, I mean... Amendola? Yeah, maybe one of those guys. He's on the team. There, there's like anyway, eight of them that have come through. There are. Right? Hogan? <laughs> oh, ever... Um, what was it? Danny Wood? Danny Woodhead. Woodhead. Yeah. What a great name for a football player. <laughs> Sounds like something that a, a junior high coach gives to a player that in that sticks for the rest of his career. Hey, Woodhead. Like the bus? <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, why did you call him Woodhead? Because he, I knocked on his head. It sounded like wood. Woodhead. Super intelligent. Um, so by tomorrow, all of the uh, divisional round series will be over in baseball, and we'll have some champion uh, league, wait, NLC, league championship series. Um, I'm not confident, but I'm a fan. So so Bueller's pitching for the Dodgers at home, and who's Strasburg? Strasburg. That's yeah. that. I mean, I mean advantage I think, Nationals. Yeah. I think it's going to depend a lot on the quality of the Dodgers at bats early in the game. Like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think they'll get to Strasburg. They just have to make him work, right? Because he did come in in relief one of these games, right? He he had, he had a relief appearance. Um, he had a relief appearance in the the wild card. The wild card game. Okay, so yeah. I mean that that was a while ago, but still. And he pitched game two, so he's yeah. pitching on. Maybe I don't think he's pitching on full five day rest, but. Right. Um, well, we'll see. All right, all right. Shifting gear. So you want to go back to football? I mean, I don't know. Was there a whole lot to, in football this week? It was interesting. Chiefs finally lost. Mahomes. Oh yeah. So was human. Yeah, but only only because he was hurt. Yeah. It reminded me of the. Uh, of the part of Rocky, you got him. He's not a machine, right? Rocky Four, Rocky Four is like the best Rocky, right? We, we all agree with that, right? Rocky Four is the best IV? Rocky. Yeah, I mean it's probably the most patriotic, but I think it's overall the best one. Oh, 
no. I mean, I Rocky Five. For me, no. For me, one or two. Uh, probably one. No, I didn't grow. I think the first Rocky movie I remember is Rocky Four. That oh. was my first Rocky experience. Okay. Right. So yeah. So have you seen Apollo? I saw Creed. That's what I meant. Have you seen Creed? I saw the yes. I didn't see Creed two. I haven't seen Creed two either. We should watch it. Okay. So football, the Chiefs' twenty-five point streak is over. Okay, and this is from ESPN Stats and Info. Their thirteen points on Sunday are the fewest points scored in a game that Patrick Mahomes has started in his career. Okay, mm-hmm. and they had the most consecutive point twenty-five point games in a row in the history of football. Can you name the top four? Chiefs number one. Can you name the other three? The other three teams. All right, give 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 me the, the the prompt again. So the most consecutive twenty five point games in NFL history. NFL history, okay. I'm gonna go with the uh, some something from the Patriots in two thousand seven. No. Wow. Okay. Uh, Rams greatest show on turf. Yes. Okay. Kurt Warner. Um, As a Bruce Bruce. Did the Marshall did the Falk. Manning Colts do it? No. Wow. There's one you're just never gonna get a bajillion years. A bajillion. What, give me a time frame, an era. Okay, uh, one did it from 2012 to 2013, and another team on this list was in 1983. 83? Yeah, you're never going to get that one. Uh, the Dolphins in 83? Nope, good guess, though. The know. Dan Marino Dolphins would have been a good guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. 12, I mean, 12, 13, uh, you know, Patriots. No, it's the Broncos. Broncos. Okay, it's yeah. the Broncos. And then the 1983, that was the Washington Redskins. Yep, never would have guessed it. You never would have guessed it. Nope, 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 nope. Wow. Anyway, so it was very surprising to see Patrick Mahomes not just look human, but look kind of bad at times. And he was clearly hurting, right? He he was limping around. His ankle did not look great. So that was a weird game for the Chiefs, and I don't expect that to happen a lot. And they can afford to have a few of those losses because they're going to run through most of the league, right? Mm -hmm. So a loss like that is no big deal. But I think... I mean, the Colts, even with the slightly injured Patrick Mahomes, that showed a lot of guts and it showed a lot of uh, quality football from the Colts in order to go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Hurt Patrick Mahomes or no? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that much football this weekend. Um, I did watch the Rams and Seahawks game on Thursday, and I thought that was uh, was a really good game. The Rams lost it on a last-second field goal. That they missed. Zerline, who's usually almost automatic from anything inside 50, missed a, was like a 44-yarder. Um, and those are, I mean, NFC West right now may be the best division in football. Just because the, the Seahawks and Rams are kind of neck and neck. And obviously the Rams went to the Super Bowl last year. But neither of them have the best record in the division. That's right. the 49ers. Again, we talked about maybe the 49ers haven't played the best teams. And that may be influencing the record. But, but still... Right now, it seems like the most competitive division. And remember from a few years ago that that was the case. That's right, right. yeah. When, when the, Ka- the Kaepernick 49ers, the Russell Wilson um, Seahawks, Seahawks had a brain yep. fart there. My brain was like, go to sleep again, Dave. And I was like, okay. Oh, wait, I'm doing a podcast. Wake up, brain. Wake up. And then uh, the Cardinals were actually okay. With was Car- that Carson Palmer or Kurt Warner? I forget. But that Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald and David Johnson yeah. were playing well. And so that division for, for a while was like... The division of the NFC, and now we're back again with the Rams thrown in there as a, as a, the NFC champion, right? Yeah. So the NFC West is a really fun division. They're going to beat each other up a little bit, and that's the problem with the with football. Sometimes is the great teams really beat each other up, 
and their records suffer because of that. Yeah. And so that kind of sucks for, for some it's NFC the, West teams. It's the anti-AFC South. No, yes. a- AFC yeah, North. South. AFC North? Well, I was thinking, no, I was thinking like Jaguars, Ooh. Colts. Woof. Well, Colts are all right, actually. Yeah, they're doing okay. Right. Uh, what who else is in there? Browns? No. They're in the, the North? No, they're in the North. They yeah. don't matter. Clearly, we've established they don't matter. Mayfield. Um, all right, David. We've been we've been delaying the big topic of the week. Oh, you got something? I saw one that? more thing. So, I've been saying it all year. The Cowboys haven't played anybody and haven't beaten anybody special. The Packers come into Dallas and beat the Cowboys. And the Packers missed field goals. The Packers dropped passes that they should have caught, and they still won handily. And I'm not talking like a pass and like on first and, and ten that would have gone for five yards. I'm talking touchdown passes that guys dropped right. And anyway, the Packers looked great, and the Cowboys did. Not so. Anyway, all I saw at the game was Ellen DeGeneres sitting next to President George W. Bush. Yeah, everyone's like talking. That about, was the talk of Twitter. I don't see why. Like nothing she said was inter- interesting or funny or anything. And well, it was. It was more about like how could she sit next to that man, right? Like her. Some of her followers were saying that because they don't like President Bush, and then some of the people who would, might follow President Bush were like, "How could you sit next to that?" Hollywood lefty or whatever and it's like (laughs) people just need to step away from Twitter sometimes for a little bit like how often in your daily interactions with people do you think like what are their political persuasions and how should that influence how I treat them right right like no one does that calculus in their daily life no one like who at their job says oh we don't sit at that table in the cafeteria because they are Republican or whatever it is, right? Yeah. No one does that, it's just, dude. It's not a healthy way to live. No. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and, and why are people putting these expectations on on famous people that they would never ever stoop to themselves? Like right. if they were sitting, like like if these people that are giving Ellen DeGeneres a hard time on Twitter, if they wouldn't like walk up to President Bush and shake his hand, like oh my gosh, it's the president, it's a yeah. famous person, they wouldn't just melt and like smile and shake his hand and ask for his autograph or whatever, right? Yeah. Frauds, all of them frauds. All of you, all of you, Ellen DeGeneres look, followers that are being like this, frauds. All I'm of no, you. Look, I'm no fan of King, Kim Jong Il, but if I ran into him at a McDonald's, I might snap a picture with holding up a peace sign or something. I'm just saying I might do it. I might. I might do it, David. I draw the line at dictator. I don't draw any lines, David. <laughs> Apparently. A selfie's a selfie. A selfie's a selfie. Would it be I'm like, not endorsing. Would it be like an ironic selfie? I'm not like endorsing. A shirt that says like down to North Korea on like a shirt or something? Would it be something ironic like that? Or would it just be like you excited to get a picture with a famous person? Uh, the latter. I figured. We got a baby crying in the house somewhere. Um, all right, David. We've, we've delayed the big topic of the week long enough. Did you know that people in China like basketball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know Yao Ming is really tall? <laughs> He's super tall. What, what is he, 6'5", 6'6"? 6'5"? I mean, 7'5", 7'6"? I was going to say, what, what games are you watching? <laughs> Not Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Yao Ming. It would be a curse to be that tall. You just, because you, ha- you have to be rich in order for your life to be comfortable I see what that you're tall. saying. You like the shoes you have to buy, the types of vehicles you have to have. Yeah, you can't fly in a plane. You can't. Sit with normal people in a plane? No. You'd have to buy first class. You'd have to duck through every doorway? Imagine, like, what does your dream house look like, Mr. Ming? Or is it Yao? Mr. Yao? I'm always confused with that. They do it backwards. They do it backwards. Fa Mulan. 
<laughs> that's my that's my reference point on that. So they do it backwards because Fa Mulan. But uh, yeah, imagine like I would just like to not have to duck. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like imagine a drinking fountain where I only had to bend down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we often think about like the inconvenience of things being too high, but like. I would much rather have to stretch for something than to like bend down to my toes right. to get something. Or grab a ladder. Like yeah. we have we've created devices and, and machines in our world to help us get up to a height. But very rarely do you have a device to help you get down and then back up. Yeah. And his knees prove that. <laughs> Poor Yao Ming's knees. Alright, so so Daryl Morey, who's the GM of the Houston Rockets, the most popular basketball team in China, because the aforementioned Yao Ming played his career, NBA career, with the Houston Rockets. Fa Mulan. He tweeted out, um, fight for democracy, stand with Hong Kong. Okay, so for those who might not know, there for, I think it's been several months now, there have been protests in Hong Kong. Um, Has not been pretty. No. Uh, basically, Hong Kong versus mainland China. I don't know all of the issues. I'll say that up front. I don't know exactly what's being protested. I know, you know, I, I know based off Hong Kong's history, you know, they've not really been integrated into China. They were under British control for a long time. Um, and I think they want some of their civil liberties preserved, right? Makes sense to me. Um, and so there have been protests on that. There's probably a host of other issues as well. And, you know, as an American, I think it's pretty easy to say, yeah, everyone should be able to live in some form of a democracy, have civil liberties, be able to say what they want to say without fear of retaliation from their government. That's like a normal thing to say as an American where we enjoy those freedoms and have for uh, centuries, right? And so I don't think it's a crazy thing for an American... uh, general manager of a professional basketball team to tweet his support for that movement, for that pro-democratic movement in Hong Kong. Well, the Communist uh, Party of China, which is the controlling party, reacted negatively to that statement. <laughs> and Communists reacted ne- negatively to democracy. Yeah. and um, Shocker. They were, they were disappointed and outraged at Daryl Morey's tweet and basically uh, banned the Houston Rockets from China and said they were not going to air any Houston Rockets games and were upset with the, with the NBA and said they need to uh, reevaluate essentially their relationship with the NBA if, if this is the type of uh, behavior and type of uh, statements that... that um, representatives of the nba are going to say okay Hmm. so uh it's an interesting situation david do you know how many people are in the united states about 300 million yeah 327 million according to like last year's numbers right do you know how many people in china streamed an nba game like legitimately through tencent which is like their at&t slash google slash Boston Dynamics, they do a little bit of everything over there. Okay. Um, so how many people streamed how many NBA people basketball in China last year? NBA programming in China? I'm going to say 400 million. 490 million. Oh my gosh, I was off by almost 100 million. <laughs> More people in China streamed NBA programming, watched NBA programming 
than the entire population of the United States. So losing this market it's, is a big it's deal. It's a $4 billion market. Oh my gosh. And, and the uh, NBA may have lost it. Okay, this, this is shocking to me. You saying that's shocking because you know what Adam Silver did? Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, who looks like a thumb, he said, with glasses, he said that he backed Daryl Morey, and we're not going to police what our, what our uh, GMs and our coaches and our players, we're not going to uh, police what they say, which is shocking to me because someone said something that may have cost your league billions of dollars. Crazy. That being said, okay, so, so, so there's a lot of different issues here, right? So the league is kind of trying to play both sides. They're trying to say, yeah, we back our players and league officials and executives, and we're not going to um, we're not going to take away anything from their right to say what they want to say. Okay. At the same time, they're trying to maintain good relationship with China, which is a state which does not have the same ideals with regard to free speech and other civil liberties um it's just it's a very delicate thing right so for again and then you have players apologizing james harden afterwards said we apologize and james harden plays for the houston rockets Mm -hmm. he's effectively an employee of daryl morey imagine how his shoe sales look in china (laughs) right like we have we're very uh american central out here we only think about the money that these players are making here but imagine the money these players are making in this huge market of china right dang so james harden with russell westbrook standing right beside him said we apologize to china right we you know we love china we love playing there for both of us individually we go there once or twice a year they show us they show us the most important love this starts to sound like a trump tweet you know what the most important (laughs) love is Money. Yeah. That's the we, most important love they're talking about we, here. We appreciate them as a fan base. We love everything there about them. And we I'm doing my hands like Trump right now. And we appreciate the support that they give us individually and as an organization. We love you. <laughs> Buy our shoes. All right. Please continue buying our shoes. That's what they're saying here. So just a recap of like of the NBA's tolerances for speaking out about issues, right? So in twenty fourteen they forced out Clippers owner Donald Sterling when he made racist remarks. Uh, in private, right? But made racist remarks to his mistress. Uh, Vistaviano. Vistaviano, yeah. I'm sorry, but that story is etched into my brain right. because the interview she did with Baba Watos. Yeah. I will never forget that. And, and you know, I think that was probably the right move. I mean, I don't think Donald Sterling is a great person based on what... Uh, has been written about him and the recordings that we've heard of him and it seems like under the uh, agreements that 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 the league that the owners have with the league sorry the governors now oh they're not owners anymore the governors have the league can't own things um it was probably uh it was probably legal for them to remove him and then in 2016 another uh controversy was that the league decided to move its all-star game from North Carolina mm. because the state had passed a uh, bathroom bill, right? Which was basically you had to use the bathroom of your birth gender, right? Yeah. And uh, and the bill, they 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 quote they 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 uh, they describe the bill as not conducive to the league's values, including diversity, inclusion, fairness, and respect for others. Okay. So they they 
proactively removed the All-Star game from North Carolina, played it somewhere else. And all of that, while in the background, since like 2008, they've been courting this partnership with China. And there's lots of not great things going on in China. They've built, uh, they have three like training centers in China, like NBA sponsored training centers. Hmm. One is in the, uh, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's... No, you're not. You're going to crush this. You got this. You got this. Just prepare yourself. Take a minute. Okay. Go over it in your head. Visualize. You got to visualize it. It's in in the Xinjiang province. Oh, no. Xinjiang. Uh, Xinjiang. Xinjiang? Okay. Oh, it's getting worse. Not Xinjiang. It's getting worse. It's in the X-I-N-J-I-A-N-G... Uh, region of China. Dude, Xinjiang. Xinjiang. That's what I said. No, you said no. You're saying Xinjiang. Xinjiang. Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) It's Xinjiang. It's a phonetic language, David. Okay, whatever. You're saying it wrong, but go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Um, Xinjiang. Which, okay, so if you're... And I wasn't familiar with this until I read about it this week, but it's the site essentially where million, like a million Chinese Muslims, they're called the... Uh, and again, I'm going to mispronounce. I looked up how to pronounce this, so I hope it's right. The Uyghur, some people say Uyghur. Um, they're a, uh, again, Chinese Muslims. They're held in like an internment camp, essentially. Um, and the government even refers to these camps as free hospital treatment for the masses with sick thinking. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so it's basically and, concentration camps for people who think differently than the way they want Chinese people to think. That's right. And there are millions of them. Or at least a million. Yeah. Does this sound familiar to you? Yeah. Um, that's happening, like, next door to this NBA training. Center. I got a sick feeling in my stomach when you when you read that. And so, it's, it's just a weird... China's like a weird bedfellow right now with the NBA. I'm reading from a, a story that was in Slate a year ago. And Slate's not like a conservative website. Or, in fact, I think if you had like a... a if it had a tilt it would be liberal right and so and typically the nba the players and and leadership or at least the like the league and not necessarily the owners but like the league tend to be a little bit more on the liberal like progressive side right especially the players um it's interesting this article goes says um I'm just going to read a little bit from it. Maybe a little boring, but I think this is important. This is a segment we like to call reading. Go ahead. <laughs> NBA stars like LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony have condemned police violence and racism in the United States, while players and executives have protested the Trump administration's separation of immigrant children from their parents. According to his LinkedIn page, the NBA executive George Land oversees the Xinjiang training center on twitter land's most recent activity is a retweet of the msnbc host chris hayes condemning the u.s separation of thousands of mothers from their children but what about xing cheng thousands of Uyghur children are reportedly languishing in orphanages awaiting their parents release from the concentration camps the nba didn't respond to multiple requests for comments to the story nor did land nor did China's foreign ministry. Ministry, In response to the recent United Nations report, a senior Chinese official denied the reports of torture and persecution of Uyghurs and said that the camps were for criminals involved only in minor offenses to teach them vocational skills. A million minor criminals who need vocational skills? It's not hard to figure out the motives of the NBA. China, with its market of 1.4 
billion potential fans offers a great hope for basketball's future, and Beijing presumably approves of the league's willingness to work in Xinjiang, both because it helps bring development to a relatively poor region and because it helps legitimize the repression against Uyghurs. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, but that's in the story. The league and its stars are phenomenally popular throughout the country, including Xinjiang. Zhao Qi Kui the only Chinese player in the NBA last season, formerly played for the region's team, the Xinjiang Flying Tigers. You know Flying Tigers. Thank you. Uh, anyways, the, the, the story goes on to say the NBA should no longer engage with Xinjiang. Yes, it will offend some Chinese fans and Chinese sports regulators. Might make it more difficult to bring NBA games to a Chinese audience, but the alternative is to continue to help China whitewash a network of concentration camps. Um Hmm. What's at stake? At stake is $4 billion, right? The, um, here, let me see. This is great. I'm bumping stuff. (laughs) You're pausing to find things to read. It's such, okay, it's, I say all that and I don't, I'm not trying to say like, wow, what hypocrites like LeBron James or Adam Silver or anyone in the NBA, when you take a stand, you can't take a stand on everything, right? right? You All you would do would be taking stands, right? There's so many issues. I'm not saying that. But when you do take a stand, you put yourself out there for public criticism, right? When you, when you publicly criticize someone or something for their, their stance or their actions, you open yourself up for the same type of criticism when you don't speak up um, on a similar situation or when maybe even more severe situation such as something like this. Mm. And not only is are many people in the NBA not speaking up, but you have stars of the NBA. James Harden, for example, today. LeBron also issued a similar statement saying how we love China, we love the culture, we love the people. Like, we want to keep our presence in China. I get it. From a financial standpoint, it's absolutely the right thing to say and do. There's, it's the, the Chinese market is such an important source of revenue for the league now, and especially moving forward. But if you're a league that wants to define itself as being on the forefront of social issues, and you decide to be silent on one of the great atrocities happening today and not only be silent but to be a partner with that country and not only to be a partner with that country but to build one of your facilities next door to where this atrocity is happening it's hard to say that your hands are clean from all of this and I don't have a huge takeaway. I just think it it leaves me feeling gross, right? It's just a it's a it's it's horrible that anything like this happens today. That people are um, imprisoned for their beliefs. That people can't say what what they believe without fear of repercussion, and that children are taken away um, from parents because of I mean, just because of parents are who they are. Like, all of that is horrible and, and gross and sad. Um, and so I, it feels like there's an opportunity here to really bring awareness and, 
and make a public stand that could do some good that would get a lot of publicity on a um, development that maybe hasn't had the global coverage or at least the coverage in America that maybe it should. It was news to me. Right, what you read about about the million people being um, interred, that was news to me. And unfortunately here we're seeing uh, the NBA and its players bow down to the almighty dollar and abandon their values, which at this point shouldn't surprise us, but it should make us stop and think. Yeah. Um, so a couple other things for, um, on this. You had... Um, this tweet from China, actually, I say China, but I mean it really is. It's it's a tweet from China. It, it's it's uh it's the it's a tweet from um, CCTV, which is their like Chinese Communist TV. I don't know exactly what the acronym stands for, but it's their official it's their official uh, media broadcast yeah. media. It's it's Chinese arm. Big Brother. Yeah, it says, um, and this is this is after Adam Silver said that. Basically, there's not going to be any consequences for any player or anyone involved with the league for speaking out whatever way they want to, right? That's uh, what Adam Silver said, right? That's what Adam Silver said, right? He, yeah, he, he was in, in a super difficult role trying to say, we love China. At the same time, we're not going to um, pe- penalize anyone for speaking out against uh, China. And so this is, this is what the... the uh, the announcement on CCTV was. So we have noticed that Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, who is participating in an event in Japan, has responded to Houston Rockets general manager Maury's post of inappropriate Hong Kong-related remarks. We are strongly dissatisfied, and we oppose Silver's claim to support Maury's right of free free expression. We believe that any speech that challenges national sovereignty and social stability is not within the scope of freedom of speech. To this end, CCTV Sports Channel of the Central Radio and Television Administration has decided to immediately suspend the current broadcast arrangements of the NBA preseason and immediately investigate all cooperation and exchanges involving the NBA. Oh. (laughs) So, the $4 billion business is at jeopardy with China. Um... But how interesting that Maury's tweet, which essentially was saying he was in favor of democracy, right? One of the people of Hong Kong to have democracy. Um, They viewed that as not within the scope of freedom of speech. Alanis Morissette wrote a song about this. She did? About this? Alanis Morissette wrote a song about the NBA and China feuding over freedom of speech. And Are you serious? No. How prescient of her. That's amazing. Not, not exactly that. Oh, okay. But about irony. Oh. Unfortunately, her examples of irony in the song were not ironic. Just unfortunate. Just bad luck. Yeah, I mean, come on, Alanis. But what's ironic is, is, is the government of China um, saying that Basically, the NBA's executive should not be free to say what they want to say because that doesn't fit in with this within the scope of freedom of speech. That seems that seems ironic to me. By uh, by saying you shouldn't say those things by saying freedom of speech. Yeah. Saying that doesn't yeah, that's not within freedom of speech. Criticizing the government is not within freedom of speech. Yeah. Which is the whole point of freedom of speech. Well, there's a whole 
the they're very different from us. They've had a very different history than us, right? And so you have yes. to take that into account. But at the same time, all of this makes me feel like you a little icky. Yeah, and, and again, yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say America number one. Like every country should have the same constitution we have. I love our constitution. I do think America is great and the greatest country, but. I also think there's value in other ways of governing and, you know, if people are on board with some other form that isn't exactly what we have here, awesome, good for them. Um, I'm not on board with authoritarian dictatorships. I'm not on board with being able to throw someone in prison because they have a belief that's a little bit different than yours. Uh, I'm not in favor of taking prayer mats and Qurans away from Muslims because the religion somehow threatens your way of governing. Um, and all those things are happening in, in China. And so I don't know where this leads because China doesn't seem like they're going to stop being China. And China going to China. And the NBA, I don't think, is going to start restricting any speech of its players or executives. NBA going to NBA. Um and it's not like the NBA can't survive without the Chinese market, or that the players can't survive without the Chinese market, but it is a huge hit financially. And all these other instances where the NBA and the players have taken a stand, right, It's there's been very little monetary risk involved. Moving an all-star game from Charlotte to some other market, not a huge monetary risk, right? Removing Donald Sterling as an owner, not a huge monetary risk. And so I think a measure of courage is taking a unpopular or, or scary action uh, when there's significant risk, right? And so how courageous will the NBA and its players be? I'm interested to see. And I'm interested to see how this, this plays out. This, unfortunately, is probably one of those situations where there's a lot of press for a week. Mm. There's some deal made behind the scenes. No one really talks about it for a while until someone else, uh, you know, aggressively criticizes China and it gets brought back up. And we all kind of just go about our days not thinking about it. Exactly. And we're, we're looking at this from an NBA perspective, like, oh, they have so much money to lose. Well, by not putting these NBA games in China, the Chinese t- television studios and stuff like all those radio stations, they're going to lose a lot of money, too. So China isn't coming at this like with all the power. Right, the NBA has the product. Mm-hmm. Right, so they're like, "Oh, we're not going to show your product here anymore." They're like, "Okay, then you won't make any money off of our product." Right, so there will be some. Like, they're not going into this with the NBA having none of the power in the situation. They yeah. hold the product. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting to see already. There's like a chilling effect on some of the uh, league officials or players. I mean, you have some players who are explicitly like apologizing right but then you have other people who are trying to just not have an opinion yeah steve kerr was asked about it and all he said was you know i don't really have an opinion on it it's bizarre i'm trying to read about it learn about it like everyone else which is he's he's someone who's not afraid to share his opinion no he shares it frequently he popovich these are people in the nba that are respected because they're willing to speak out Right. And because they won a championship. Once you win a championship, <laughs> That's right. then you can start talking. Yeah. And, but not uh, before that. Yeah. But um, but he was... I, I assume he has an opinion. Mm. I assume that opinion is not popular in the NBA. And so best for him to just say, what a crazy situation. Yeah. 
Here's what it comes down to. Did China invent the Twinkie? Answer me that. No. No. America invented the Twinkie. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. And we fried it. Yeah. We took... Anthony, we made something beautiful. And then we made it better. Can China say that? No. No, they cannot. Love, I uh, love you all. You all our Chinese listeners. We love you. Uh, I don't. You're beautiful. I don't. You did not invent the Twinkie. All 1.4 billion of you, please listen to our podcast. Now, I would love you if they, if they all listened. <laughs> yes. If they all listened, I would love that so much. I don't care what you invented. I would be so just thrilled to have you on board as one of our listeners. All 1.4 billion of you. So, you know what, China? I love you too. I love everything about the culture. I love the Disney movie Mulan. I love Chinese food. Oh, I love everything about the culture and things like that. I want to go to the Great Wall. I, I mean, I love all that stuff. Yeah, I love China, and you should listen to our podcast.